Are you a college student looking for better guidance on how to figure out your life after college? Maybe you are slowly looking at jobs, or maybe you are finally getting around to editing your resume, or maybe you are just getting anxiety awaiting for the question at the next big family dinner, what are you going to do after college? Yep, I've been there. That's why I created my career ebook guide to help guide you on the path to young adult life in your post-grad career. From custom resume templates, ways to improve your LinkedIn, cover letter examples, top interview questions, and so much more, it's all in my ebook guide, which you can find on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog/shop. I'm Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. What is good, everyone? Happy Friday. It's a bonus episode for the week because I love doing this for you guys and just trying to put out more genuine content every time I think of something like when I'm doing my dishes. I tend to think of these topics and I'm like, yep, gonna do a solo episode on that one. So um, welcome if you are brand new to the show. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host and uh, Friday is just usually more of a casual type of episode or solo episode conversation, if you will. Um, I'm not going to do much of an intro today, but I will say a couple things. First, I'm so grateful for this platform. I'm so grateful that podcasts even exist. And if you weren't aware, I was I realized I didn't mention what I was doing. I was sharing something I was grateful for. I like to practice gratitude each time, um, you know, or at least every now and then I do a solo episode. I want to make sure I share my gratitude. So I'm really grateful that technology exists and it's just the minor things that bring this podcast together, you know, piece it together and just that um, we're progressing and we're moving forward and things are changing and I'm just really grateful that I am living in the day and age that we live in today. I'm so grateful. I feel like I was born in the right time for myself, although sometimes I do feel like I'm an older soul. But aside from that, if you are listening to this on the Friday that this episode is out, well then, um, you may follow me on Instagram. I'm actually currently in Miami right now, um, just kind of catching up with some friends um, and celebrating my birthday, even though it's been like three weeks. But I just, yeah, I just try to enjoy myself when I can and making sure I take the precautions as needed. Yeah, I didn't really get to like do a full birthday celebration. I mean, last year, obviously, and this year. And so I feel like I was combining it and was like, hey, let's do a little Miami trip. So that's where I'm at. Um, But yeah, that being said, this episode is just in your face. So I want to preface that I I swear a lot here. It's kind of a rant. It's pretty blunt pretty straightforward, but if you enjoy those kind of episodes, then let's dive into it. All right, so on today's Friday bonus episode, I want to talk about 
oh, a few things, but primarily around the topic of why I don't care about other people's opinion and why you shouldn't either. And if you clicked on this episode, there is a possibility for probably two reasons. One, you feel like you care too much and you want to hear my insights on it and you also want to stop caring about what other people think. The second reason might be because you're just curious what I have to say and maybe you're already on board with not giving a fuck about what other people think. And I will say this mindset really started, yes, from reading the infamous book, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck by Mark Manson. I read this book my junior year of college and that was the beginning of my transformative journey into who I am today. And I have to be honest, I would not have this energy and be confident enough to speak on this topic right now without having started at that point. And I really needed that book at that time. So that is also part of the factor in how that book impacted me. But at the time, I was a college girl, 20 years old, who just cared about other people's opinion too much. And I was worried about it. And I knew I needed to stop. So that was the first thing, figuring out how to stop and acknowledging that I do that. But anyways, I wrote down four bullet notes on just like the core reasons why I have stopped giving a fuck about what people think. And that's, again, actually part of the reason why I curse on this episode and curse on my podcast because it's really who I am by nature. And if you know me in person, you will hear me swear a lot because it's kind of just, I don't know, that's just kind of what I do. And um, yeah, it adds flavor to the conversation. So yeah, I'm going to go into the first bullet note. So I always ask myself, will it matter one to five years from now? And honestly, it's like people say, you know, think about it. If it doesn't matter in five years and you don't spend more than five minutes thinking about it, but like take take it down even more. It's like, will it matter in a year from now? Like if you think about it, right? I'm recording this on March 21st and A year ago, we were in the early days of the freaking pandemic. We had no idea what was going on. We're so confused. And a year later, we're pretty much on the upward trajectory as of now on where we're heading, right? Vaccines are out. People are starting to feel confident with working from home or working remotely. And then also just people are feeling safer with eating out and just, you know, life has to go on, right? Like it just, it has to be what it has to be. Like, you know, it is what it is. So that being said, if you think about the shit that you might have cared about what someone thought of you, whether it was a coworker, colleague, friend, guy you had a crush on, like ask yourself, are they still around in your life today? Or are there, is that opinion still relevant to you, right? And, and even if it is, then I really have no comment on it, but I'm gonna take a wild guess and say it most likely doesn't have a real impact on you today compared to a year ago. And hopefully, if anything, there is no, like that opinion in your head doesn't exist anymore, right? I could think about it to like a personal experience right now where over a year ago, I'm talking like October 2019, I was in this talking phase with a guy and I was so like I don't know why but my energy was so focused on 
where it was going i would ask my friend like i don't i don't know where it's going we've been talking for a month and you know x amount of weeks like and it's funny because at the time too i just got out of a long-term relationship so i don't know why i was thinking this and i don't know if this really goes along with the no fucks given but it kind of does now now that i asked myself that out loud but I was so worried and so stressed about like where it was going and I was so interested in this guy for some fucking reason and it's funny because just a couple of days ago he texted me and I, I mentioned this on an episode a couple episodes back and I had mentioned this same guy had been snapchatting me and he has a girlfriend it's the same girl that he like started dating after we kind of you know our fling ended and it's funny too, at the time I also used to compare to her and I used to be like, what in the hell? But that's a whole nother story. Now, again, as you guys have seen, I have evolved. I don't give a shit. Um, but it's funny because my friend Dana, who has been on this show and has been on the Raw Talk episodes with me, I was telling her about this and how he's been continuously hitting me up for the past couple of months. And I do not respond because I'm like, look, you're... I'm so out of your league. It's not even funny. Um, But I literally just laugh at how uptight I was about that situation back then. You know, I look back and I'm like, holy shit, it did not matter. Like even a year later, October 2020, I did not even think one bit about this guy. I even like by February 2020, I was not thinking about this guy anymore, you know? Um, But I think that's kind of relating to the no fucks given and and not caring about how certain things play out or about someone else's opinion. Like, I, I needed to apply it then, you know? But it's hindsight is always 2020. It's like, I don't know if I could have developed this kind of confidence and this kind of, you know, demeanor of like, I don't care anymore and I'm not going to put my energy towards that without having that experience first. Like I do think you have to fall once, right? And then learn from it. But I will, yes, like you don't want to fall twice and and repeat yourself because you're like, what in the hell am I doing? So I just, yeah, I'm just basically saying I was so caught up and interested in a guy and then it didn't, things didn't play out. He ended up like talking to another girl And lo and behold, he's been hitting me up for the past three to four months just with like very childish Snapchat messages and just like texting me the other night saying been a long time and I'm like not even responding to it. You know, I really have zero if negative interest could exist like that's why I'd be saying I have negative interest in this guy. So, yeah, um, but just the, the full point is, is like life goes on and time moves faster than we can imagine and you know sometimes we stay stuck in the micro moment too much and we forget to think about the bigger picture we forget to think about the macro as gary v i love that guy would say and so that's how i started thinking about it i literally and one last thing too one of my very good friends pat um he's he's been a dear friend to me since high school but also especially in 2017 when i was struggling mentally and he told me one day when i was really like insecure and kind of sad about the fact that i was celebrating my 21st birthday brunch with literally two people and now looking back i'm like why is that even a problem but i guess i was so insecure that I didn't, you know, have close friends like I do today, God bless, Um, that, you know, I was like, wow, I only have two friends coming, you know, and he literally told me 
this is merely a blip on the upward trajectory of your life and he was right and this guy is like my friend from high school we're the same age and it's just really nice to have that outside perspective who's going to look at it in a more objective way so if anything if you still struggle with the situation and you're still thinking about it in the moment go and ask a friend um gonna put it out there like either a really logical and practical girl or a guy friend that you know has a really objective view because those people will give it to you straight and in times like this where you need to stop giving a fuck they're going to give you the message on what you need to hear okay second bullet point it's um the wording of it sounds extreme but i literally wrote why do you want to be a slave and what i mean by this is that when you start to consider other people's opinion into how you decide to take action with your life you become a slave to their opinion whether you realize it or not you subconsciously have become a slave to their opinion now i'm not saying it's a negative or positive thing because if you are someone that really prefers to rely on another opinion like your mom or your dad amazing for you like i'm happy for you and there's nothing wrong with it but someone like me who who rather had to struggle with that kind of adversity growing up where i wanted to be myself my person and i was put in a box and i was told to be more like this and i was told i looked bad and i was not that great because i wanted to be this versus this you know and so i feel like that's where my intention is coming from is like I grew up wanting to be the person I am today and it took a lot of, you know, I guess debating and arguments and and even for me, I struggled with caring because I, I was told like, hey, you're a bad person for wanting to be who you want to be and for it to be making you happy, like you should be making us happy and I just think that I realized in my early 20s like, wait, why and why would I listen to someone else based on what they want for my life like that's not what Emily wants right and so that's the biggest thing is that you don't want to be a slave and and listen and and live your life based on someone else's terms like what kind of freedom is that you know and so I I know this one's hard but that's a big thing too it's like I personally believe that we do decide our destiny and the actions that we put forth today will put us in the place to be on the journey and trajectory of our fate of our destiny whatever that may be so it's a i guess a combination of the two you know it's not like you can just sit back and let life happen but the way i see it is that I want to live life on my own terms, you know, and I want to create my life the way I want to live it because at the end of the day, your happiness matters most. So if your happiness matters most and what you want for your life is against someone else's opinion or someone is making fun of you for it, ask yourself, who are you trying to make happy? You know, like be your own person and and don't let someone else dictate the direction of your life because even though you might think well they're not telling me what to do they're not 
but they're telling you their opinion and you're taking their opinion into consideration on whether you should go to this school versus this school or you should become a lawyer or a doctor or a marketing person or a salesperson, you know? Like you have to be able to critically think outside of the box without getting into groupthink, which I don't feel like elaborating on the definition, but if you don't know what groupthink is, then I would just advise quickly Google it and maybe get a gist of it. The third bullet note I have here is that people often judge out of insecurity. So I don't really want to dive too much into this because I feel like it's pretty obvious in terms of what insecurity is and why people might judge out of insecurity. But, you know, for example, for, for I mean, still to this day, but for many years um, after I turned 18 and, you know, I started developing my young female adult body and so forth, I used to get a lot of shit for not being double zero anymore. And even a couple months ago, I used to be told, hey, you don't look like you used to be with your long skinny legs when you were 16. I'm like, funny because that's like seven years ago. So yeah, obviously I'm not going to look like that. Um, So I reflected on those comments though and I was like, where does this come from? You know, like why would a family member of mine feel the need to just out of the blue literally like we're not even talking about body image I'm not you know like showing anything related to my physique or whatever it's just out of the blue and I started to reflect on it and I realized that sometimes people would say that because they're insecure about something themselves like maybe that you have something that they don't and so they try to put you down for it and I guess in my case, uh, sometimes it can be within the family, but also for me, it's, it's been both. And I think some of us have had, um, you know, one or the other, right? Where someone's going to judge you and they're going to make comments about things that are actually positive about you, but you get really confused and it's a sense of dissonance because you're like, wait, I thought this is a good thing about me, but you're acting as if it's a negative thing, you know? So you have to kind of backtrack and be like, wait, is this person just saying that to me because they're insecure that they're not like that you know or insecurity is also i i'm gonna say in this sense a parallel to jealousy right when someone is judging you from moving to another city and going to grad school or pursuing something for yourself or being in a relationship now that's healthy and maybe they're not in a healthy one and they start to say things that you know maybe you're like oh I'm thinking about moving in with my boyfriend and you've been dating for three to four years and you're getting to the point where it's like it's probably gonna go that direction and you have a friend that makes a comment like that but there's no true backbone to it you have to take a step back and ask yourself, is there something that they're insecure about and that it's, you know, that they're looking through a lens of insecurity and a filter of fear that they have for themselves, right? You got to remember that as well when people give an opinion or judge you for something. It's often because they're looking at it through their own insecurities and confident people they don't feel the need to put other people down or to judge other people because it's not going to make them feel any better it because they're already at the full self-actualization point which if you are familiar with Maslow hierarchy of needs it's just the top of the 
the ladder, the pillar, the pyramid. And I find that the most confident people have that level of confidence, the self-actualization level of confidence. And when you're there, you don't need to boost your ego because you're already true with yourself. You're already at one, at peace with your with oneself. So yeah, that's my spiel on the third one. But the last point I have here is that at the end of the day, this life is for you, not them. Let me repeat that. At the end of the day and at the end of this life, okay, this life is for you, not them. And I say this uh, with a, again, personal nugget with, I shared this with a friend the other night for dinner. And, you know, this is definitely going out to my fellow second generation, you know, children out there. (laughs) I mean, I I don't, I was going to say like Asian Americans, but I do really think that all second gen um, children of immigrants experience this some you know to an extent and if you don't please realize that you're blessed because um, it's just that with the cultural difference it can be really hard to help your parents understand why you view life a certain way and how your your values are formed but anyways I find that this statement aligns a lot with this whole mental obstacle and struggle that I have had I wouldn't say I have it as much today because it's also because of all the discussions I've had with friends again thank god I have the amazing friends I do but you know I'm just reminded that you know the career I want to pursue the person I want to date or marry um, the clothes I want to wear the city I want to live in you know at the end of the day people like our parents or like our relatives or people that are super close to us and we're supposed to again by assumption we're supposed to take their opinion into high consideration but you also just again got to ask yourself who are you doing this for right when I moved to LA my mom was so against it and she even you know tried to not bribe me but just you know try to convince me like hey I'll, I'll take you traveling internationally if you don't move and I'm like the fuck are you talking about it's COVID this was like in August right and I'm like no one's fucking traveling internationally good one haha funny funny so you know and and my dad on the other hand uh he was not like fully for it because LA Los Angeles is is very foreign to them in that sense of like what you know, Orange County is more comfortable. It's more suburb. It's safer and cleaner and all that shazam. And, you know, I've been there for five years, so I didn't need more of it. But you got to remember, I grew up in a small town of 8,000 people. So anything of a city like Los Angeles is very outside of their comfort zone. And I needed to step up to the plate and make that acknowledgement in my head, you know, in order to move forward. Um, But regardless, like I didn't have that full support in terms of the emotional support where they thought it was, uh, not they, I should say more so my mom, where, you know, she thought it was a dumb move and she just didn't, she tried to pick out every illogical reason for me not to go. And I think that's the big part I hate is when people try to give you reasons that are so illogical and so at this point, you know that there's they're bullshitting, that it's it just, it's hurtful. It's like, why are you doing that, you know? 
Um, but that was something I came back to is that at the end of the day, I'm moving to LA for me. And I was reflecting on this two days ago because it's been exactly six months since I've moved to LA. And I'm so fucking grateful that I moved. And it was scary because I didn't know what to expect. You know, we're in the middle of the pandemic. But honestly, it's been the greatest decision for me. In the, you know, in the I don't want to say it's been the greatest, but it's just been one of the top decisions for me in the past five years. You know, transferring to Chapman was one and then moving to LA. Like, I feel like every time I make a, a shift in a transition in my environment, I feel very invigorated and... Um, stimulated and I feel like I'm moving forward you know it's like sometimes you're in a stagnant or a rut and sometimes it just you need to shift your mental energy but for me at that point I could feel it that it was like I need to be in LA like this is my time to go the timing felt right and just where I was in life at that moment it felt right and the other area of life that I would highly apply this in is, you know, who I would end up marrying and dating and my career choices, right? Um, you know, I just think, again, a lot of us can and maybe have, you know, face adversity or just um, people that don't agree with our decisions, you know? And, and I think that's natural because people on the outside want to want you to take the safer route and that's amazing but something I always reflect on too is that if, if my career you know doesn't work out as an entrepreneur and doing what I do I can always go find another job like I can always go back to working a nine-to-five or working for someone else you know it's better that I tried though or again same thing with um dating you know I would rather be with someone that is more meant for me even if it meant that my loved ones didn't find that alignment and again it really comes back to as well you got to think of it like this is like the people that are giving you your opinion in this case if it's about dating do they have the same values as you do they have the same philosophy and approach to life as you because if they don't then that's kind of where I'm coming from is like oftentimes I'm only really I guess really taking in the opinion of someone that clearly has the same values and pillars of philosophy as mine because if someone else lives by different values um you know again an example some of my family members then I have to take that into consideration when it comes to their advice for what I should do with my life. And to go back to what I said in the very beginning of this bullet note, it's just that at the end of the day, this life is for you, not for them. So whoever is judging you or criticizing you or telling you don't do this, but you feel in your gut it's the right thing to do or you want to go for it because that's just what you want for your life, Go fucking do it because I can assure you, you would regret it more if you didn't do it if than if you were to do whatever that, you know, step would be. All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. That was a long rant and one of those episodes where I'm sharing my honest thoughts. So 
I hope you enjoyed it and found it helpful, useful, and maybe you enjoyed my blunt demeanor in this one. So if you did, please rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Comment on the latest post that is featuring this episode and let me know what you think. And if you want, send me a DM and let me know just your thoughts on the podcast um, lately. If you have any feedback positive and critical feedback they're both welcomed um just the fact that you guys take the time to listen to my podcast it already means a lot so i'm always open to hearing what you have to say so go ahead send me a dm i promise i will respond but other than that i hope you enjoy your weekend or whatever day it is that you're listening to this on and i'll catch you in my next episode